Hello and welcome to Building Brand You, the show where we help you to accelerate your success, getting you more clients, more revenue, more business and more opportunities by unlocking your greatest asset, you. My name is Kim Hayner. I'm an international business coach, a recognized global expert on leadership and visibility, and I designed this podcast for you to help you unlock what you already have and to give you a whole host of tools and techniques that you can implement in order to accelerate your success and build your own brand you. We also publish exclusive material, offers and behind the scenes content in our Building Brand You Facebook group. And if you'd like to find out more about our Building Brand You coaching programs, you can book a free 20 minute call with me where we'll explore where you are and whether Building Brand You coaching is the right fit for you. You'll find both of those links as well as many others in the show notes. So let's unlock this episode and lift the lid on what's next in Building Brand You. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Building Brand You Down Under series, where we're covering all topics around healthy business and healthy brand. Today, I am delighted to welcome you to our Healthy Body episode, and equally as delighted to welcome the wonderful Donna Aston. Donna is a nutritionist, human performance coach, author, the director and creator of AstonRx.com, a program which I took earlier in the year. Donna and I have met several times now, and what has impressed me is her focus on the holistic approach to physical and mental wellness. It's about our body being the engine of who we are and and what we produce. So I was thrilled to invite her to talk about Healthy Body on this special series. A little bit about Donna. For over 25 years, Melbourne-born nutritionist and author Donna Aston has earned the reputation as an expert in the field of weight loss, health and fitness. Starting out as an overweight teenager, Donna has dramatically transformed her own body and continues to help countless others achieve their personal goals through online platform, private consultation, public speaking, and numerous publications. Having studied human nutrition at Deakin University and with six best-selling books to her credit, Donna has worked in Australia, Europe, and the USA as a private coach and advisor. Donna is also a Genos Emotional Intelligence, EI, certified practitioner, for which she credits much of her success in coaching and inspiring countless clients. I hope you enjoy my conversation with the wonderful Donna Aston. So hello, Donna. Welcome to Building Brand You. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. Wonderful. Well, listeners, Donna and I uh, met for the first time face-to-face in July of this year. Uh, We are recording this about a week after we met, so uh, the timings are a bit out. Um, But let me tell you, it was an amazing meeting. Uh, Many like-minded conversations went on. So I am thrilled that Donna has, has agreed to be part of this special series of Building Brand You Down Under. So, Donna, what I love to do with my guests is really just pass the mic over to you to start because you will introduce yourself far better than I ever could. So uh, I am going to just pass the mic over to you and ask you the question, who is Donna Aston? What's your story? Well, that's a big question. (laughs) I'll do my best. Okay, so I, I started, I suppose, as an overweight teenager and I, I, I was fairly thin as a, as a young teenager. And when I stopped growing up, I started growing out. And um, that was a bit of a shock to me. So, of course, I tried every silly diet and, and everything there was to try and had the attention span of a sparrow and really couldn't, couldn't pull it together. So I, I really started my quest training in a gym started changing my body and realized that, you know, I I could really um, control this and I could really make a difference. And so that led into me losing about 25 kilos. 
and getting myself into great shape. And then everybody in the gym was sort of following me around, wanting to know my secret. So I guess my journey into personal training at that time came quite organically. And then following on from that, I realized that the nutrition side of things and the inner health was was the key to both health and staying in our best shape mentally and physically. So I then did a degree in nutrition at Deakin University in Melbourne and learned a lot more about the nutrition side of things. And then that's become my passion to date. About five years ago, I started building an online platform, which is called astonrx.com. And with that, the the catalyst for doing our program online, which is a 28-day program, is really weight loss for most people. But I kind of trick them into being healthy in doing the program because my my goal with the program and the reason the program was developed is to really make your inner health as good as it can possibly be. And a lovely welcome side effect of that is to lose weight pretty quickly if you need to. So that's where we're at now with, with Aston RX and um, we're enjoying giving people that power back to make make changes in their health and well-being and Give them some common sense and education along the way. Mm. Uh, yes. I, I, disclaimer, people, I have done the 28-day program and I'm on maintenance, so I'm a big fan, but I'll try not to be too fangirl about it all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the transition from sort of there was, you know, the the sort of the, the training side, the nutrition side, um, and, I, and from our conversations, you were doing that um, – one-to-one before you developed the Aston RX program. Can you talk to us a little bit about sort of why you sort of did the one-to-one and then what really inspired you to develop the online platform as well? Well, I've written, I've written and published six books on this topic and I started, I've been working with very high profile, very successful people privately for a very long time. And I found that many of them were all failing at the same thing, which was being able to stick to a program long-term and and really manage their health and weight long-term. And they were all blaming themselves for not having any willpower. And that's just crazy because all of these people are so successful and so driven. How can they be lacking in willpower? And how can they all be statistically failing at the same thing? It just made no sense. So I started doing a lot of research. I traveled the world and I spoke to different scientists and researchers and experts all over the world about the different biological reasons um, that can drive our behavior. And so I spoke to people about our microbiome, about metabolic syndrome and insulin resistance, about our circadian rhythm and the timing of our eating, all of these different factors that I found had a profound impact on our behavior. And so this is a a physiological or biological problem. It's not a behavioral problem. Biology drives behavior. So I started putting together a program with all of these components. And I guess my my private clients were like my guinea pigs. And I (laughs) I was trying the program with them. And all of a sudden things started to turn around and people who had been notorious for having this no willpower problem, all of a sudden had willpower again. And I thought, wow, I'm so excited about this. I need to let more people know. So I was thinking about writing another book, but I realized that this is just ever evolving. There's so much information that I can update regularly. And also it's something that needs to be interactive and there needs to be an enormous amount of support attached to it. And that's why I, I sort of came around to then providing the Aston RX program so that I can reach so many more people. Mm. And what's been, what was the sort of biggest challenge in transitioning from, from one-to-one, you know, I'm a, I'm a business coach, so I do a lot of one-to-one coaching and I'm thinking about how I build that um, into something more. So what were some of the, some of the challenges about sort of taking your business from a one-to-one to in essence, a, a one-to-many uh, online program? was going from being a nutritionist and a a health and fitness expert to being a software developer. (laughs) Um, So I I knew nothing about developing software. I I knew what it needed to do, but I didn't know how to do that. And I 
made many, many very expensive mistakes along the way with the wrong people and finally found a developer who I, I give him my ideas. I tell him I know exactly how it needs to work and he's able to implement that for me in, in the software development side of things. So we've been working together now for five years and I'm very, very lucky to have found him because without him, I wouldn't have been able to make it work the way that it does. Mm. A lot of the way the program works at the moment mimics exactly what I would do with somebody one-on-one and that's how it was built. So I'm glad that I did the program for several years one-on-one with people for you know that time to really hone it and to really make sure that I knew how it needed to work. And then I still do that now with different components of the program. I'm always building and I'm always honing it with my private clients. And then I find ways to um, convey that through the software side mm, of things. Yeah. Which do you enjoy more? Do we enjoy the sort of the, the software builders, build, building side of it, the, the business building side of it, or do you still, you still attach to the, the one-to-one coaching and seeing those results? I probably do less one-to-one coaching now because and that's a choice because I I feel like I can do so much more for people if it's something that you know thousands of people doing the program can benefit from as opposed to one person sitting in front of me for an Mm. hour so for me to spend time writing content or developing new sections of the program or even delivering a live webinar to multiple people for me that's spreading the word far more broadly and it's helping a lot more people. Um, I still love the one-to-one consultation, but I've found the way that the program is set up. I get live feedback from so many people all at once. Mm. And it's, it's such valuable feedback because we take all of that on board and to have like, you know, if somebody reads a book that you've written or somebody, um, you know, is, is reading content that you've written, that's one thing. But when you have a, a live community forum and constant feedback that's so valuable and uh, and I thrive off that because it helps me to create further content mm. that will help people definitely there's uh, I was at an event yesterday and one of the themes was um, you know the best way to work out what to do in your business is to ask the complaints department um, and while it's not exactly. a complaints department, it's kind of like what are people actually saying what are they actually struggling with in the program how you know I laugh and kind of say to people when I'm talking about it, I know it's difficult. You want to ask why there's no tomatoes, why there's no this, can't I have that, blah, 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 blah. And they're, but they're all the same questions from almost everybody. And now I've done the program several months ago, but I'm, I'm still in the forum and that's, you still see it. <laughs> So it's kind of, I know. yeah, yeah. You know, we, we're all, we all like to think we're, we're different, but actually <laughs> when we're coming into a new space, I think, you know, we all ask common questions because you, you know, you, you talked about, um, you know, the world is full of nutritional advice. It's full of weight loss advice. Um, you know, it is so overwhelming, a bit like um, branding and marketing, actually there's so many, you know, different ways to approach it. Um, and, you know, the whole, I, I think the whole science and um, understanding, I think what, what comes is not just the weight loss, it's an, a feeling of control and power over your own body again, because you know what's going on. You know what's going on. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have the incredible privilege of um, really showing people what they're capable of. And I mm. find that this industry is is full of, you know, so many so-called experts that are, you know, they can't even agree with each other, let alone mm. anybody else try to figure out what's going on. So I, I find people are quite defeated by the time they come to our program. Mm. They feel like they've failed something a thousand times over. They've probably wasted time and money trying to put their faith in a program and, and it's it's not worked for them. So they're often feeling very down and out about the whole process. So being able to educate people and give them something that works and then show them that with the proof that it is working and not just weight loss, but their health and the way they feel, Mm. um, I think that just restores people's confidence in themselves and their body. And that's that's why I do what I do. It's Mm. not just about the weight loss because... Mm. People will start to lose weight, but by about the third week, they'll start saying, wow, I sleep like a baby. I 
I, I don't get reflux anymore. I have energy that I haven't had for 20 years. Oh, and yes, I'm losing weight. But guess what? You mm. know, they're, they're so excited about all of these other health benefits. And it's, it's about now restoring their belief in their body that it's, it's still okay yeah. and that they don't have to feel bad. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. I love that, that uh, showing people what they're capable of. I think, uh, you know, I, I think that's so inspiring. And, and I think that leads us really nicely onto the, the sort of the key topic for today about um, healthy body. And we've kind of already, uh, you know, already talked about it a little bit, but I, I really wanted to explore the whole idea. Um, let me go back a bit. There's, so this whole Down Under series is called Healthy Brand, Healthy Business. And it was born out of one, um, my coming back to Australia after three years and spending two months and achieving a particular business goal to be able to work anywhere in the world and things like that. So there was a celebration of um, having a healthy enough brand and business to do that. But the other thing is the, you know, the breakthrough and the, and the importance um, that I've found in having a healthy body. So, yes, I have lost weight, but, you know, um, it, it's I'm training differently. I'm thinking about life differently. I am sleeping like a baby, by the way. Um, but but all of those things, if we're not taking care of our of ourselves, then um you know, I feel like we're on a slippery slope to, you know, trying to, you know, have the energy and the mental acuity to to run a business, to grow a business, to be um, a brand that's attractive to people, that sort of thing. And that can happen whether you're running a business or you're in a career, in a job. So um, I really wanted to delve a little bit more about, um, you know, why having a healthy body is is sort of critical in all of those areas I mean you're an entrepreneur yourself um you know we get very geeky around our business <laughs> to work all the yeah, hours absolutely. um yeah all the hours sent so um you can start anywhere you like I guess but um maybe let's start with the question of um how how do you think um that that healthy body why does that get so out of kilter when you know perhaps when we're in business or building a career? I think it's very easy to allow our focus to slide, but my the best analogy I can come up with is, is when we board a plane, they usually say to us, in the case of an emergency, always put on your own oxygen mask before you can help other people. And I think that's a great, it makes me smile because I, I think it's a great analogy for life and you know, we, we take a lot for granted with our body. Um, I, I watched my, my mum die of heart disease and dementia and I watched my dad die of bowel cancer and I really don't want to get either of those things. So for me, I have this enormous value for my body and so I have one heart, I have one liver, I have one set of lungs. I just, I really value that and I don't take anything for granted and I know that my physical health has an enormous impact on my mental health. I know that when I'm physically strong, that, um, that I think that really translates into mental um, resilience as well. And so I just think it's such an enormous part of that. We all know that when we go on holidays and we have a little bit of brain space that we find that. Um, you know, all of a sudden great ideas come that we hadn't even thought about or we realise something that we, we hadn't really been conscious of. So I think giving your mind a bit of space, um, allowing time for exercise, the more organised you can be, the better. You know, I'm a super busy person, but I always make time to eat properly, um, to eat at the right times, to exercise. If I didn't do all of those things in the background, there is no way that I would accomplish what I do at the level that I do for such a long time. Mm, mm. And do you think, um, obviously, you know, you started in sort of personal training and and you know, and sort of have had a career in it. Um, mm. How do you, why do you think the rest of us uh, take our bodies for granted, take our health for granted? I think it's, I think it's lack of knowledge. Um, mm. You know, most most people don't know much about their body. Um, I 
it's funny when I was younger and I was overweight I always used to feel somehow hard done by that I had friends that were thin and they seemed to eat all sorts of things and and you know I I, I just looked at food and I gained weight yeah. and I used to be so cross and think that you know I somehow was dealt a bad hand because I was overweight but in hindsight I'm really thankful for that because it made me focus on my health mm. because the most obvious symptom of being unhealthy is gaining weight. Yeah. And there are, there are a million other things going on, but they're all on the inside and we don't see them. What we do see and what we find unacceptable mm. is the weight. Yeah. And so it's the one thing we all focus on because we don't know what we don't know about the inflammation and the fatty liver and the heart disease and all these other things that are going on on the inside until it's too late. Yeah. And so so I think that it's having that knowledge and because I had to look after myself all of those friends of mine who were skinny when we were young are now overweight and probably look 20 years older than me. Yeah. So how lucky am I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> An early lesson, an early lesson. An it's funny. early lesson. Yeah, yeah. And, we, we, you know, when we're young, we're so ungrateful for those lessons, aren't we? <laughs> exactly. And, look, most of us don't appreciate our body and how clever it is um, until we start to turn things around. And I, and I know so many people who have done the online program and private clients who just thought that it was part of getting older that their joints ache and they don't sleep well, and they're now on medications, and they think that this is just what happens. And it's, it's very common, but it's not normal. Yeah. It's not normal, and it's not acceptable. Yeah. And you can reverse it. Amazing. Amazing. I, I, you know, just sitting here going, yes, you can. You can. Because I had all of those, those things. You know, I'm, I'm 53 in a couple of weeks, and um, yet I was, you know, saying all those things is this just part of getting older am I never going to be able to you know lose weight and and feel strong and healthy again is this is this it um and I'm sure a lot of people um not not just think like that but maybe also because they've lost control of that area that gets left to the side and other things like career and work and other things we do where we feel like we have more control sort of take over and and we may, you know, there's the taking over and not and the focus on it, but there's that loss of balance as well. And all of a sudden we're so busy. We feel like we're so busy. You know, I, I don't have time for lunch. You know, it's kind of like, why not? <laughs> yeah, why aren't you exactly. first? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. exactly. And it's yeah. funny when, when people say they don't have time, if you really didn't have time, you'd be so thin because you wouldn't have time to eat. Yeah. And so, you know, it doesn't take any more time to eat healthy food than it does to eat unhealthy food. Yeah. So it really isn't about time at all. Yeah. It might be about conscious thought and it might be about your repertoire of food and it might be about many other components, but mm. it's not about time. Yeah. I'm, I'm about as busy as anyone can get. I'm yeah. so busy, mm. but I... I prioritize things because I know that if that side of my life starts to slip, everything else also will slide. With yeah. It. Yeah. And, and I think that um, that is a really good point. It's kind of like those small habits, isn't it? And understanding that, you know, once we stop those small good habits, it might be okay for a little while. And then all of a sudden you might turn around and go, Oh, where did that, where did that large hip come from? Or, you know, how come, you know, I'm panting getting up the stairs, you know, because I'm, I'm not as fit as I was or that sort of thing. So, um, so um, one of the things um, that I, I really loved about the program was the, um, the, the knowledge. And you mentioned um, that, you know, we, we kind of, we lack the knowledge. We just don't learn about ourselves in that way um you know and there's part of me that's getting all fired up and going how come we're not teaching this in schools but you know <laughs> there's a lot i think we don't teach in schools that we could but where do we fit it in um so so tell me a little bit about and without giving away any of your clients details and that sort of thing what are some of the biggest um aha moments that people have in that that sort of knowledge area you know what what have you found is a mm. is a common thread 
Well, I think starting with a blood test is a is a really good place to start because, you know, it's 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 not guessing anymore. There's no guesswork in it. It's about the science. And so we test for things that are often not tested um, with your doctor. So one of the main things is insulin. And to give you an example, when you're insulin resistant, that means that your body is also leptin resistant. Leptin is a hormone that goes from your stomach to your brain to tell you when you're full. And if the message isn't getting through, your body is full and your brain is starving. And so you're constantly wanting to eat, um, but it's not really hunger. And it's, it's hormones that make us hungry. And so once we get the insulin under control and we teach you how to do that throughout the program, your leptin kicks in and starts working again. And all of a sudden, people are not hungry. Then they're able to access their stored fat, which, you know, we all have hundreds of thousands of calories worth of stored fat put there for the reason of fuel. It's just that we haven't been able to access it because of a lot of metabolic dysfunction. And so once people really, it's like the instruction manual for your body that you never got. And so once people understand how this works, it really empowers you again to take control. And you know, then once you get onto maintenance, you know, you know that if you go out for dinner and you eat too late or you eat too much and you have some wine, you know what you've done. You know you've sent your insulin through the roof again. So you need to allow it to come back down. So you might fast out breakfast the next day for that to happen. But at least you understand what you're doing. It's not about the monotonous job of counting calories, which is about the most useless thing you can do. It's all the things that we've been taught are actually really flawed science, if I can even call it science. And and so I explain why and I explain how your body works so people have a starting point of a, a pathology report then they experience the difference in their weight and how they feel and then you can have another one done at the end of it and actually see that you you've got the power to change your blood tests yeah and make them healthier and oh. that that is just something that is just a whole step beyond a few mm. numbers on a scale you know oh. that really really confirms that you know, first you see the problem, then you understand it, then you learn how to fix it, then you can see in black and white that it's fixed. Yeah, and then it's not much better a, than that. Exactly, and then it becomes a cycle because it's you know it's not just giving you the fish; it's kind of teaching you to fish and going. Well, now you've got you've got some non-negotiables. You you've got some tools, so it's not about not having any fun or not enjoying foods. Um, it's it's about you know, being, making conscious choices about what you're doing and And knowing the impact. Yeah. Yeah. The interesting thing that I hear from people at the start of the program is they'll, because the program is quite strict for the 28 days and it needs to be to achieve what we're trying to achieve to, to turn around the way your metabolism works. It's four weeks out of your life. It's not long, but the, what you can achieve in that four weeks is significant. And the first thing people say is, what happens when I go back to normal? Yeah. <laughs> and I explained to them that normal, your normal is what got you here in the first place. So you're never going back there. We need to learn over this course to create a new normal. And mm. that's important. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, it's interesting. I was just going to ask you about that new normal question. So you've beaten me to it. It's brilliant. And it is that whole, um, it's kind of, I feel like it, it's a bit like, so in the UK, we call it an MOT. It's where you you have to go and get your car checked out to, you know, make sure that it's all working the way it should and all of that sort of thing. I can't remember what it's called here in Australia. Um, but um, it is almost like cleaning out the engine. You know, if you think of your body as the, as the engine of, of what you can achieve in life, what you are capable of, whether that's personally, professionally, anything, um, you know, we, it's worth investing and taking care of that and resetting it. I think that's the, that was the key for me is understanding that I hadn't taken care of it. So just doing stuff on top of what I hadn't taken care of um, is not going to work. It's, it's like business. You know, if you don't address the root cause, if you don't find out what's actually going on, um, it's a bit, you know, like um, 
putting a Band-Aid over something um, and wondering why it never heals, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I love the whole thing about new normal. You know, I coach a lot of um, not uh, so entrepreneurs but also emerging leaders in corporates and that's one of the things we talk about is this is not about just giving you a few tools and off you go. This is about you learning how to create a new normal for yourself so you get what you want. You get the opportunities yeah. that you want. Yeah, yeah. So and, I mean, there's a sorry. I was just going to say that yeah, of there's course. a good financial analogy with that as well. You know, if you had a financial goal to reach a certain amount of money or income or whatever by, say, Christmas, mm. and then the next day you go out shopping every day and spend like a crazy person, but expect it to still be there. Yeah, like you can't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. A, a, anything that we anything worth doing, anything we create, if you work on your business and you get it to a point where you consider it successful and then you walk away and don't look at it anymore, yeah, it's not going to continue to be successful. Yeah, Like there's a certain amount of maintenance required yeah. for everything yeah. and that includes our body and sadly most of us look after our car and our possessions far better than we look after ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, I'd love to talk a little bit as well about, you know, we – we've talked a lot about body, but you talked really early on in the conversation about the impact on, um, on mindset and mind and, and mental health and, and things like that. So um, perhaps you could just share a little bit about um, sort of that, that side of it. I mean, people don't come into the program to go, I need to improve my mental health, but you, you see the benefit of that and you talked about it specifically. So um yeah. Well, from a from a, a biological point of view, there are a lot of things that can happen with our mental health. Our, our we we've known forever that our our brain function can affect our gut. So if you get really stressed or really worked up about something uh, or really anxious, you can get diarrhea or you can have a stomach ache. Um, so we know that our mind, or you can you can vomit if you get really worked up about something in your yeah. mind. So we've known forever that our mind controls our gut, but we, we now know that our gut also talks to our mind. And so we have a very delicate balance of bacteria that lives in our gut. And the opportunistic, um, poor quality bacteria can easily dominate our gut if we're eating things that feed that bacteria. So things like refined carbohydrates and sugars and a lot of processed food will make that bacteria dominate our gut environment. And it always needs to be fed. And mm. so it's craving sugar and telling your brain to eat sugar all day long. So there's this biological reaction to that. If you've got wild fluctuations in your blood glucose levels all day long, you're up and down like a yo-yo in your mood and concentration as well. And you can feel really on edge and very anxious because of all of these biological things that are going on. So most people who start the program after the first week, and I noticed this a lot when I was seeing private clients, they come in and sit down in my office and there was just this wash of calm over them. And I think it was a combination of the very stable glucose, their gut flora starting to change and feeling like they had their power back to actually do, they've got this now. Mm. And so it was this combination that, that really, you know, and most people doing the program will say, you know, people are saying to me, not that I've lost weight, but God, you look really well. Your skin is glowing. Mm -hmm. You know, your eyes are so, so sparkly. What are you doing? You know, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's a different, you know, sometimes people lose weight and they look very drawn, but, yeah. but there's something going on on the inside that is improving your health. And it's just, basically oozing out of people yeah. you know you can see it you yeah. can see it but I think from a, a that gives you clarity in your mind you don't have brain fog um you know you can think more clearly you're calm you're sleeping better mm. good sleep good quality sleep you know nothing bothers us when we've had a good sleep oh yeah if you've had bad sleep everything bothers you yes and so your your resilience is much better when you sleep deeply and sleep well. Mm. So all of these physical things that we're doing in the program to improve mm. your physical health have a profound impact on your, your mental health and mood. Mm, definitely. And, uh, I, you know, I love that, um, 
when you talked about the health oozing out because that, that you know there's something um you know we talked about all of all of the stuff uh, beyond weight loss is invisible to us um and maybe it's not that we looked unhealthy before even though we might have been overweight but there's something that shifts that people go wow you know and I and I think there is something really powerful about that. We t- you know we we use um, we can use all sorts of analogies. Like you use the finance one, I use the business one. I think well, if there's stuff that's not not working in your business that your customers can't see, they can usually tell something's not quite right, even if they don't know what it is. Um, so yes. and I think that's you you talked um, about that, but also the like feeling the power of I've got this. I can do this. And I think that that's a huge, um, a huge feeling. I think when you're I not call battling it, everything. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I call it the authenticity of health. Mm. So, you know, I, I have a lot of people come to me and say, Oh, I, I do Pilates because I, you know, I want to look like a ballet dancer or, you know, well, if you want to look like a ballet dancer, you have to be a ballet dancer. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean yeah. doesn't mean just because they do Pilates that you're going to look that way. So, or you know, people are, are, are sort of really thinking, oh, I really want to look like someone who's fit and healthy, but they don't want to do the fit and healthy bit, but they yeah. want to look like that. Yeah. Whereas, it it has to be authentic. You know, yeah. I, everything everything I talk to people about in the program, I do myself. Yeah. And and that's authentic and I and I know it works. It works for me. I've seen it work over and over and over again for so many people, but it has to come from that place of authenticity. You have to be the healthy person on the inside for it to show on the outside. And weight loss is is just a symptom of you know of that happening. Mm. And and there's a confidence that comes with that isn't there that sort of shines through in all sorts of areas of life so you know whether it's business or work or your health or your relationships or you know as as we do at building brand you your brand is how you show up so if you're showing up as energized and healthy in in just who you are not you know not because you're driving anything too hard or you know I think some people can go wow you know I couldn't do what you do but all of a sudden, when you're glowing with with health and vitality, and and it's just looks easy, um, but you've done the work. I think that's what's underneath yeah. it. And it's not. I wouldn't say it's it's hard work. It's self disciplined work. I think it's about yeah. you know making those choices and building those new habits, so that that when you stop being super stringed, you understand and you kind of go right. I can make a choice here. I can you know, choose to eat late, have a glass of wine, all of that sort of thing. Brilliant. I had a great time. Um, and I'll just, I won't eat till lunch tomorrow. I'll have some bone broth or black coffee or something like that. Yeah. So it, you know, it just all of a sudden, um, yeah, you know, which levers to pull. And I, I think that everywhere in life, that's what we're looking for. And, and health and our own health has been one of the most confusing areas for everybody. Is a you know yeah, a, absolutely you know a story um and there's i think also we sort of grab onto the thing um that's easiest for us to believe so you know um there's lots of weight loss companies there's lots of companies that provide you with the food and all of that sort of thing do i go with that do i go with keto do i go with something else you know, every paleo was big you know a few years ago so um it, it is a they, minefield minefield yeah. they yeah. spend millions and millions of dollars doing market research to find out what people want yeah and then they sell it back to you yeah you know they find out that we want it to be easy cheap and fast and so that's what they sell us all the time mm. um and you know it's marketing it's yeah. no different to any other industry it's just unfortunate that it's very tied up with our health and, and our emotional health Mm. And it becomes something that we think we're failing at, but it's in fact the diets that are failing you. Yeah. It's not you that's failing the diet. The, the, yeah. It's the wrong advice 
Mm. And then we kick ourselves in the head for not being able to follow the wrong advice. It just makes no sense. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is, you know, diets become a bit of a polarizing word because when you think about what a diet is, it's like, it's about everything you eat. And we talk about going on a diet like this restrictive thing. Um, And, you know, Mm. so when people ask you, oh, have you been on a diet? And you kind of go, well, yes, but it's not a weight loss diet. I've actually reconfigured how I eat, what I eat, how I exercise how I take care of my health you know it's kind of like we've lost I think some of the meaning of what diet actually Mm. is haven't we it has become a a four-letter word for sure (laughs) um (laughs) it's it's one of it's just you know diet is like literally it's just explaining the type of food we eat like that's what diet is supposed to mean but but everybody thinks it's calorie restrictive or or something um you know I just there is so much information out there, so it's very, very difficult to make sense of it. Yeah. Um, it it's about the knowledge. I had a client, um, a private client years ago who was a very successful property developer, and he said to me, Donna, you will tell me what I need to eat, you know, this morning when I'm training with you, and then I read something in Men's Health later in the, in the, in the week, and it tells me something completely different, and then I don't even know what to have for breakfast anymore. Mm. I'm so confused. Mm. And I said, can you imagine... Can you imagine going to purchase a property that you've done all your background research and due diligence on and all of a sudden someone comes up and whispers in your ear something about the property? Do you throw your hands up in the air and say, oh, my God, I don't know what to do anymore? Mm. Or do you have the sound knowledge that you have done your research and you understand everything and you make an informed decision? And he said, well, of course I don't throw my hands up in the air. And I said, well, I don't do that with, with food. So, and it comes from having a foundation of knowledge about something so that you can take in all the things that sound really good and that make sense to you scientifically, and you can have all those other things, all the rubbish just bounce off you because you know better. Yeah. And that's what that foundation of knowledge is for. It, It applies to business. It applies to your health and your food. It applies to everything in your life. If you know your stuff, then you can make sound decisions on everything and know that you've done the right thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that the piece um, to add to that is um, you go to the person or go to the people who've achieved what you want to achieve, who've had success, you know, doing, why would I go um, and get advice from someone overweight if I wanted to lose weight? Why would I, um, why would I go and get um, business advice from people who haven't started their own business? What, you know, why would I, I, I do that kind of thing. So I think there's, there's a, there's the foundation, but look for the foundation of knowledge from people who succeeded in in, in doing it and, and who are genuinely knowledgeable, not just perhaps reading about it in books and not really applying it and seeing how it works day to day. So what's been the mm. biggest um, struggle you think that, that people come to you uh, with? What, I mean, we've talked about weight loss, but once they, they get going, what's the biggest kind of thing they go, oh, this is so hard? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, it, it often depends on where they're starting from. If, if they've, you know, if they've had a very poor diet and lifestyle for a very long time, um, it's, it's a huge contrast for people. I think, I think the biggest thing people struggle with is timing of their eating always. Um, our circadian rhythm is something that we must obey um, for, for physical and mental health and sleep. It's just important. We all have... A 24-hour body clock, whether you know it or not, it's working in its rhythm over a 24-hour period every single day. It's pumping out hormones, your temperature and blood pressure are fluctuating. Everything's happening in a rhythm and it happens over a 24-hour period. And it's set by light in our eyes. And so when it gets dark at night, our body starts preparing us for bed. So it starts to release melatonin for sleep starts to reduce our temperature it starts to do all of these things for us to have a lovely peaceful sleep and then we dump dinner on it at some ungodly hour of the evening and we find that we can't sleep properly um, and you know we wake up grumpy the next morning we eat more food the next day because we're tired 
you know, it starts to throw everything out. So most people find trying to get their dinner in early is the hardest thing to do with work interruptions and, and everything else. But, you know, I, if I'm working late, I will often just have my dinner at my desk, uh, an early dinner, and then I just have some bone broth when I get home. It takes all the stress out of it for me. I don't have to bother about it. Mm. Um, and everybody has a different solution, but usually it's the timing, the timing of meals and trying to get that to work in with your busy working day. Yeah, yeah. And and I think also the the discipline of doing it at the same time. Um, well, previously I might work through till, you know, two o'clock and then go and have lunch. But when I started to look at, well, when does the sun go down in the UK? And at the time it was winter, so it was 4.30. Um, so, you know, it was quite early, but thinking about, wow, you know, if I'm eating lunch at two, what does that mean? I really need to, it wasn't just the evening meal. I had to discipline myself to have lunch at 12. And now it's mm. really, it's really easy. And people might be saying, oh, you know, I couldn't do that. But actually, you know, preparing things in advance. So I wasn't standing in the kitchen at 12 o'clock going, what am I going to have to eat? You know, I would map it out mm-hmm. um, when I was first adjusting and things like that. Um, now it's, it's normal to do that and um, I think some of the challenge often comes when you are uh, with people who are perhaps not following the program or who don't eat in the same way as you do but you know even then there are there are workarounds like you said if you go out and you eat late and have a glass of wine and all that sort of thing you might fast breakfast or you know that sort of thing so there's always a way isn't there there's always a way it's kind of like no excuses and that's tough exactly. to say, but it's no excuses. You know, our health is, our health is what's going to underpin um, the quality of our life. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, I'm 53, I'm going to be 53 and every birthday I say I'm only halfway through. So next birthday, I'm planning to be 106 by the time I pop my clogs, you know, that I've got to look after myself if I'm going to have yeah. um, the kind of life I want. It's funny, I had a client come to me, a private client, years ago when I first started the program, and he said, all right, Donna, um, you know, it's been a week. There are two things that I'm, I'm just really struggling with. One is eating early in the evening, and the other one is, you know, getting my walk in every day. And he looked at me like he wanted me to somehow fix or change that to suit him. And I said, well, you have just identified the two things that have been stopping you from losing weight off you go. You know, like I can't, I I can only tell you how it works and I can only tell you what the result is and I can only tell you what the negative will be if you don't do it. Yeah. And then it's up to you. I can't make you do it. I've just shown you all the things that, the things you find most difficult are the things that are holding you back. Yeah. And they're the things you need to do. The things you need to do because um, they're the habits you need to break. Or habits you need and to I can't build. change. No. I can't change your circadian rhythm for you to no. accommodate your work <laughs> schedule. So yeah. you're just going to have to fit in with it because yeah. it's never going to change. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And it, it's that whole thing, isn't it, of you need to do the work that needs to be done, not just the work. You know, I often, yeah, um, yeah when working with clients, you know, they might say I'm working so hard and then I go, but you're not working on the right things. That, and I think that's the challenge. You know, we came back to lack of knowledge and taking our bodies for granted and all of that sort of thing. And sometimes we can feel like we're, we're working so hard doing what we think are the right things um, instead of actually, um, you know, doing the things that we actually need to do. And it's super frustrating for people when they feel that they're doing, to the best of their knowledge, mm. they're doing everything they can and are still not getting results. And that's mm. where that knowledge comes in that's so important to understand. Yeah. And, and, and if it's not working for you, like anything in life, you have to take a step back and you have to start looking for something different mm. because, you know, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing and expect something different to happen. Yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely. So I think most of us are insane, according to that definition. (laughs) Possible. Possible, possible in some area of our life. Yeah. Um, So, uh, you know, it's 
I want to sort of talk a little bit and go on to what's coming up for you in the business. Um, But a lot of what we've talked about is applicable anywhere in life, isn't it? We talked about that before that, you you know, you need to do the right, the right work to get the result you want, not just any work. So, you know, you've been uh, growing and building Aston RX over the last five years. Um, I, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about off, off camera about some of the exciting things that, that you're working on. So what can you share with us about what's coming up and, and what exciting news uh, you have? Well, we're, we're always building in the background something new and to make the experience better with the program and the platform. Um, we're looking at expanding because at the moment, well, look, it's an online program, so it's available internationally. As you know, you did it from the UK. Yeah. Um, but we're looking at expanding further into New Zealand and the US um, in the next few months, which is exciting. Um, so there's a lot of rebuilding going on in the background to accommodate that and, and let it happen. Um, so, so look, that's what we're doing. I'm always researching. So I'm always finding exciting things that are going to help to propel people in the right direction and to impart as much knowledge and information on them as I can to, to better manage the health and weight for a lifetime. That's, that's my goal. Mm, I, I noticed one of the new developments actually um, on the, on the app this week was around um, your, uh, your chronological age versus your biological age, which is something I came across yes. about 20 years ago. Um, do you want mm. to just talk about, you know, why um, mm. you've included that, you know, we've sort of surprised us all with that on the app and, and why that's important? <laughs> Look, I, I think people focus, you know, we talked about those invisible things on the inside that are going on with our health that we don't see and we only see our weight. So I find that people tend to focus, we're, we're so conditioned to focus on that number on the scales. And so I'm always trying to find ways to shed light on other things. So I also, you know, we get people to measure their waist because even if your total weight isn't coming down at a rate you'd like it to, you might find you're coming down in centimetres because your body composition's changing, more muscle, less fat. And you'd be very disappointed if you were just looking at a number on the scales. So for me, the, the sort of um, biological or metabolic age tells us what's going on on the inside. You know, do you have the body of your age or is it older or is it younger than you are? And, you know, if you're 50 and your, your biological age is 80, um, you're in a bit of trouble. You, you need to start working hard to, to bring that down and ideally get it down lower. I'm excited to say that I'm actually 55 and my, my biological age is 35. So I'm thrilled. Wow. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people are getting very upset that it's older, but you will see a graph of it coming down as yeah. you get closer and closer to your goal. So the idea is to have them to at least match, if not have your your body a bit younger than what you are. Yeah, yeah. And and I think it speaks to that, you know, that um that the health of your body, what your, you know, what your body is is built to do, isn't it? You know, and um well done you for being only 35. That's brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. I'm thrilled. Yeah, like I would be too. Unfortunately, mine's not there, but you know, it has come down quite a lot since um, since I did the program. So, and I think the other things too is things like, um, you know, one of the things uh, I have been doing is taking my blood pressure um, when I weigh in every mm. week and stuff like that. And you, I'd never had high blood pressure until sort of the end of last year um, where it had been a concern. And all of a sudden um, I didn't set out to address that in the program, but actually seeing the difference. And I kind of thought, you know, I have been asking my body to work so hard, so hard for so long. No wonder it's tired. You know, how do I get it in the, in a better shape so that, so that it does the thing it's supposed to do, not just the thing I want it to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I really wish there was was a way, you know, besides blood tests and, and things that we can do for medical checkups, it, that's all we have at our disposal really to see what's going on on the inside. And a lot of the time they're done retrospectively. Once you're having symptoms of something, that's when we look at it. Yeah. So, you know, I can I, I really think it's important for people to have at least an annual physical checkup 
yeah. and just get everything checked. It's And over COVID, I think that's we've let that slide. And even now, people are still a little wary of going to see their doctor or going anywhere medical in mm. fear of COVID. Mm. Um, so I, I think, you know, the best advice I can give everybody is to always you know, look after your health before it falls apart, not yeah. once it has fallen apart. Yeah, yeah. It's like life, like business, like relationships, like everything. Look after it before it exactly. goes pear-shaped. Yeah, yeah, great mm. advice. Well, um, we've been talking about all, all sorts of different things uh, over this. Um, I love that. What I love is there's the, the health aspect, but, you know, you're an entrepreneur, as well um you know there's that journey and and really comparing that that journey with the with the health knowledge and and all of that sort of thing it's been fantastic and i love the authenticity of health it's brilliant i just love it it's like a glow of authenticity building brand use a bit of a um, go away and implement it kind of brand <laughs> so you know you can have a lovely conversation and that sort of thing but my aim is always to give listeners something that they can take away and and do today or tomorrow so do you have a nugget that you could share with our building brandy listeners about how uh something that they could do to uh to impact their their, their health tomorrow or today for busy people i think organization is really important and prioritizing things so i i have a, a blog on my website um if you go to astonrx.com and you search in the blog section, it's public, so anyone can access it, search in the blog section for routine, you'll find there's a, a little Excel spreadsheet that I made up for a client once, and I've, and I've put it in a blog. And it basically, there was a very busy person who had no time for anything. And so we colour blocked different areas. And this happened during COVID because she was working from home and she was basically walking around in circles thinking she should be with the kids, she should be at work, she should, and wasn't present doing anything. So I think it's very important to make time, stick to a schedule and be present in everything that you do. And so if you make up this little spreadsheet and colour block out times, you'll realise you're not making any time for exercise or preparing your meals or eating at the right time. And you actually can. And you can see on this spreadsheet that you can do that. And I think that it's a really interesting thing to do and get a balance back in your life and in your time and make sure that you're making time for doing this. And if you need to set reminders in your phone to remind you of each of those things as you go through your week until you get used to it, I still do it now, mm. you know, but I, it means that if I have a block from, you know, eight till 12 in the morning where I'm working on a particular project, I can have presence of mind that I'm working on that. And that's all I'm doing. Yeah. Then I'm having lunch later on and have free time where you can do whatever you like. Yeah. And you can make time for exercise, to go for a walk, to go to the gym, whatever it is. So I think to have that structure underpinning everything you do is a really important place to start. Great tip. So we will uh, go and look for that particular blog uh, blog post and we will put it in the show notes along with everything else uh, about uh, Donna and and the program where is the best place if people wanted to get in touch with you or follow up um, apart from sort of the program and and the blog and those things what's the best way to get in touch with you and always email support at astonrx.com mm -hmm. or call our office um, Australian number so six one and it's in Victoria. So it's 0398673123. So you can either call the, call the office or email. Yep. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, we will put all of those contact details uh, in the show notes. Uh, and there's only one thing left for me to say. And that's really, Donna, thank you so much for uh, coming on the program, for uh, sharing all of those, those nuggets. I think this is the, quite a different episode that people will be used to from building brand you so i'm really excited that you agreed to come on the, the program and um and share all of that thank you for your time and generosity thank you so much for having me it's been great listeners um tune in for more building brand you from down under next time bye-bye thank you for listening to the building brand you podcast i'm kim hamer and if you've enjoyed this episode 
please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. For all the latest news and special offers, hot tips, and exclusive content, you can also become a member of the Building Brand You Facebook group. Just type Building Brand You into the Facebook search box and request to join. And if you want to unlock your reputation, your results, and your impact right away, our new program, The Vice Squad, is now live. You'll find the link to find out more and to register your place in the show notes. I help people to accelerate their success by unlocking their greatest asset. If you'd like to find out more, please book in for a free 20-minute coaching call at calendly.com forward slash Kim Hamer forward slash BBY chat. Accelerate your results by unlocking your greatest asset, you.